Broadcasting from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, this is the RX2 Live Podcast. A weekly podcast about the people, technology, products, and services that are positively impacting healthcare in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Hear interviews with special guests and healthcare news from around the world. Around the world. And now, here's your host, master developer for rx to live Walt Magura. Hello, Walt Magura here with rx to live I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. As you know, rx to live our focus and our goal is to impact millions of lives. So today, we're going to talk about relationships. And, you know, as I think about relationships, everybody out there, we all have relationships. We have families, we have friends, etc. Uh, for me, personally, I've got a, a wife and three kids. I've been married for over 30 years. My three kids are all grown now out of the house and um, I guess you'd say successfully launched. Um, but it's all, it's all a beautiful, wonderful thing. And so my point, you know, in, in setting this up today is, is really, you know, making sure that you, know, you get the most um, out of your relationships, that, you, that you're able to really just enjoy them. And so I was uh, doing some reading this morning and I came across a very inst- interesting um, quote. Ruth Graham, who is Billy Graham's wife, uh, once famously said, a successful marriage is made up of two good forgivers Good conflicts will arise in your marriage. You will have disagreement and forgive. The objective is not to win, it is to resolve. If you go in it to win it, you'll lose even if you win. And so I just thought that'd be a great way to sort of baseline, you know, this topic about relationships and and really from a spouse standpoint, going the distance. So I've got seven points that I want to uh, kind of walk through um, to to sort of help you build that platform so that you can go the distance. For me personally, um, I like to laugh. And so point number one is learn to laugh together. If you can laugh, especially in the, the hard times, you will, life will be a lot better. Um, you're always going to be able to enjoy the good times. It's when the hard times come because there will always be hard times. There's no, there's no one in this world that gets to walk uh, through life without um, going through peaks and valleys. My point is learn to laugh together because when you laugh together, it's, just a, it's, a, it's like a natural reinforcement, like a, like a bonding mechanism that makes the relationship stronger. If you can't laugh together, I think, I think it makes it harder. doesn't mean you can't get there in the end, but I just think it would be uh, easier if you learn to, to laugh together. The second point would be um, you want to love the little things that your partner, uh, your spouse does. I mean, all of our, you know, our better halves do really interesting things and have gifts and can, can you know, are, are good at certain things that I would call are big. But you'd be surprised when you, when you pay attention to the little things and you let them know how you appreciate the little things. And so, for example, I'll give you an example. Here's a little thing. You know, my wife will take out the garbage, and I know I'm supposed to do it from time to time, but um, she does it. And so when she does it, you know, I tell her, thank you. I say, thank you for doing that, and I'll get it next time, right? And so make a mental note, make sure you do get it next time. But the point is, you know, love the little things, because it's the little things that when you build that, that appreciation of the little things, that when you run into those tough times, you've got that strengthening, that bond that allows you, from a relationship standpoint, to withstand the pressures that you're going through. So remember to love the little things. The third thing I would tell you is um, 
listen, and maybe this is more for, I would say, guys, and I don't want to you know, be sexist here or whatever, but I can tell you from my perspective, I've been accused of this, which is uh, selectively listening. Um, be a good, active listener. You know, when you're, especially, especially in times of stress or uh, times of difficulty, because people are going to want to express the challenges, the feelings, the emotions they have. And if you are um, not an active listener, you'll miss some cues and some points that will, that will create problems for you down the road. Um, uh, so I, I would just tell you that you know, when, when, when your spouse or your significant other, whatever that is, when they're talking to you, um, not just in a time of stress or, or uh, difficulty, but whenever, be an active listener. Because when you're an active listener, when, when people know that you're listening, that means that you care. That's a subtle way of saying, I care. When you speak, I pay attention because I care about you. And again, it's a subtle thing, but it's a, what I would call a, a, a platform foundational reinforcer that just strengthens the relationship so that over time, when the storms of life hit, you have the, you have the necessary uh, capacity to be able to, to weather it. The fourth thing, um, which is, again, very, very simple, but uh, as somebody that had to learn this, so this is something I wasn't good at at the beginning of our relationship, um, which is hug and touch each other every day. As a matter of fact, I used to tease my wife, um, what was it, PDA, public display, display of affection. I'm like, no public display of affection. And, you know, I don't know, somewhere along the line, it was probably seven or maybe eight years into it, I don't know, somebody kind of, kind of course corrected me and said, look, knucklehead, you know, if your wife wants to hug you, that's not a bad thing. Just FYI. I mean, there are benefits that come associated with that. So, so I started to change and, you know, now it's 30, well, 33 years. And, and I can tell you, uh, I'm a hugger. And not only am I a hugger with my wife, but with all my kids. And I've got uh, two boys and, and a daughter. Obviously, the daughter has no problem. But, but I hug my, my sons and um, you know, what my oldest, who's a big, you know, good guys guy, one time I, I hadn't seen him in a little bit and I went to get, shake his hand. He looked at me and goes, are you out of your mind? You dad, give me a hug. And I don't know why. So my point is, what I'm really trying to say is, you know, as humans, as people, we're designed to have contact. So never let a day go by without a hug, a kiss, or, you know, even a, even a touch on the arm just to say, hey, you know, I'm, I, I love you, I'm thinking of you, or, or whatever. Um, the fifth thing I would tell you, and again, I've said this, I think, in the previous, um, the previous uh, podcast from a relationship standpoint, is serve together. And, and why I say that is when you go and, and you do some service work, you go and help others with the goal of doing, getting nothing in return. You go and you serve others. You help people in need, whatever that looks like, wherever that is in your community. Um, that does a couple of things. It allows you to understand and appreciate where you are as a couple and the things that you have that are, are positive. Because, look, there's going to be, like I've said before, there's going to be hard times. And so when you see that, you know, your life, even despite some of the hard times, may not be that bad, you appreciate it. When you serve other, others, it, it creates an, it's another way of creating this bond together where you appreciate helping other people. Because if you can serve other people, you can certainly serve your, your spouse or your, or your significant other. And it, it's that foundational strengthening that I think about that... Um, 
that just makes a big difference over time. So I would encourage you to do it. You don't have to do it, you know, every week or every month, but if you do it a couple times a year, you know, maybe at Christmas time, maybe at Thanksgiving or Fourth of July, whatever it is, you know, feed the homeless, whatever it is, go and do that. Plus, the other thing is, if you are parents, and I've done it with my kids, if you take your kids and your wife and you go and you go and serve, it sets an example. And I think, you know, if you just think about the world and how crazy it is and all the you know, how divided we could be sometimes. I think if we did more of that, there'd be less of it. It would be to everybody's benefit. So point five is serve together. Um, the sixth thing is uh, don't sweat the little things. So, you know, I was talking earlier about kind of look at the little things and love them, but don't sweat the little things in the sense that there are going to be little things that um, make you nuts about your better half. Um, I'm not going to tell you what makes, you know, main nuts about my wife because she's fantastic and perfect and I don't want to go on record of making any kind of comments. But my point is over time, over time, you, you start to appreciate the fact that um, the little things that may make you crazy aren't done maliciously. They're done out of habit. And so we all have habits, you know, maybe the way we brush our teeth, maybe the fact that, you know, you don't leave the toilet seat down, whatever it is. Um, the reality is, the reality is that it's not done maliciously. It's just it's just kind of this thoughtless thing. And so it, when you start to think about it that way, those little things won't bother you and it'll take a little tension off of, of the relationship and it'll make you, it'll again, back to that platform, it'll make it a stronger, a stronger platform so that when you have a really difficult time, you know, a death in the family or someone's super sick or you lost a job or, or whatever it is, the foundation is strong and it can weather, it can weather that pressure. So um, let me just summarize and I'll go to number seven, which would probably be a surprise. If you're following me, it better not be. But um, the first one is laugh together. The second is remember to love the little things. The third is listen, listen actively. That's probably more geared towards men than it is to ladies, but, but, but for everybody, just listen, listen. Hug and touch each other is number four every day. Remember, if you can, you know, periodically to serve together, number five. Number six, don't sweat the little things. Don't let the little things make you crazy. And number seven, um, which I'm going to be just consistent, I think, in, in all, the all the talks I have uh, here on this platform, is be thankful, right? Be thankful for them. Tell them that you're thankful and thank them every day. Um, because as I've said before, and I'll continue to say, tomorrow's not guaranteed. You don't know what it's going to bring. And so just be very, very, very thankful. So just want to say thank you for uh, listening. I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. As I said before, um, Rx to Live, our goal is to positively impact millions of lives. If you want, connect with me on Facebook at uh, Rx to Live DFW, or if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Walt Magura. So thanks a lot for joining me, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Rx to Live podcast. Rx to Live podcast. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address. It's Rx to Live DFW.com. Pass it along to your friends and colleagues, and please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Rx2 Live DFW. This has been a Walt Magura production. Join us next time, next time. for another edition of the Rx2 Live Podcast.